And, you know, I, I've been thinking about the whole podcast thing, right? And um, what if we start using the art of the cold open? And guess what? Andrew, I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is fantastic, actually. Oh, boy. Um, type that. Okay. All right. Well, um, I think we're going to... I think we're going to have to retry this at some point. All right. Nice. Okay. Uh, we're recording this tomorrow. <laughs> Two days later. So, 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 Brent... Yeah, I, I had an interesting experience today. Oh yeah, what's up? I, I met this this guy. He was wearing this red suit. He was red suit. He was in a sick ass wheelchair. He gave me okay. this arm computer. Apparently, yeah. summons demons. Uh, okay. All I got is a little little snowman thing calling me a hoe. Is that why it's snowing? It is why it's snowing. In fucking he's, October. He he he's <laughs> casting this boofoo thing. I don't know what that is. Oh yeah. But he keeps calling me a hoe. And he's laughing about it. Damn, is he like, uh, is he threatening to kill himself if you don't buy something? Uh, I think he's threatening to kick my ass if I don't give him $200. Okay. Uh, what about, um, crushing a rock in your bare hands? Will that help him? Uh, he says yes. Alright. Well, this is... The 4am boys. It's 4am somewhere. Somewhere. One of us is staying up too late, the other one's getting up way too early. On Halloween, no less. Yeah, Halloween. This is the Halloween episode. That we tried, record a, uh-huh. that we tried to record before, but then ghosts fucked the machine. Yeah, shit happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> ghosts. a little bit of behind-the-scenes information here at 4am boys HQ. Uh, every episode, the two of us build a list of stuff that we've done, kind of divided into categories like games, movies, TV, and like anime and manga and stuff. Can't confirm uh, this is true. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to pass it off to you. Uh, do you want to describe what uh, the only item you have on your list it just says, uh, let's see, uh, bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I did not plan anything because it was Spooktober and I had like all this, this, I'm going to enjoy the horror genre. Yeah. Uh, I barely did that. <laughs> <laughs> Work is a bitch. Life's a yeah. bitch. Oh, yeah. Medical bills are a bitch. Uh-huh. So that's that's the real horror. Adult responsibilities. Yeah, I think we both experienced all three of those. <laughs> well, one of us had surgery, not me. Yeah, I yeah, I've been recovering from surgery. Haven't had a lot of time to do a bunch of stuff, uh, like video game wise. But I mean, yeah, like, I I do have a movie to talk about. Probably okay. one of my favorite movies. It's, it's in my top five, I can guarantee. We'll talk okay. about that when we get to that point. Britt yeah, knows we'll what it is. Section. Yeah, oh it's, yeah, I, I know what it is. It's great, and I can't wait to talk about it. Alright. So, I have a couple games that are on my list here. Um, but first, I guess we can both talk about uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth. This game is, makes me feel very conflicted. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah? So, so... I, you know, have I told this story about how I had to buy multiple copies of both games to play on uh, no. PS4? No, I don't, think I, I don't think you have. Uh, so, I, uh, so when Cybersleuth came out, oh, yeah, X amount of years ago. It must have been like 2015. Right, so, 
I got the physical edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, game wasn't working right day one. I couldn't get the DLC day one. Called like Bandai support. They said they'd figure it out. So I bought it digitally. <laughs> so I played the game day one. <laughs> uh, Hacker's Memory, on the other hand, I got it physically. I ordered it from Amazon. You know, day one shipping. Uh, I never got it. Oh. <laughs> like, it kept saying, oh, it will be delivered by, you know, end of the day. Well, the day ended, and I never got it. Oh. I was very upset. And Amazon's yeah. like, oh, yeah, it, got, it got lost somewhere. Well, we'll upgrade your shipping. I'm like, okay, cool. What's better than Prime? Uh, apparently a week. Oh. <laughs> so, after two days, I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to buy this. I want to buy another Digimon game. <laughs> Digitally. <laughs> Yeah. So then I you know, played the game. And then, you know, when I finally got the disc in the mail, the game, the physical version, uh, the box was destroyed. Oh, great. Like, just, like, broken. The disc was fine, but the box was just, like, fucking manhandled. Yeah. So, I enjoy the games. Uh, Hacker's Memory is probably the only game in years that made me tear up a little bit at the ending. Oh, really? But I'm really conflicted with this game because it really wants you to play Hacker's Memory first before Cyber Sleuth. Yeah, that's weird. I'm like, why are you presenting this one first? Like, Cyber Sleuth came first. Well, see, because before the game came out, I always questioned how they're going to handle, like, the field guide, the compendium. Yeah. So it turns out they both use the same compendium from Hacker's Memory. Okay. Which the problem is... You can't get all the Digimon that way if you play Cyber Sleuth first. Oh, yeah. Because, Brent, I know your favorite Digimon seasons. Oh, uh, season four, uh, Frontier. I really like Frontier for some reason. Yeah. Because that that opening you did was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brent doesn't want to talk about the lore, <laughs> but anyways. So you know, there's some spirit Digimon in the game from Frontier, that you can only get in Hacker's Memory. <laughs> but oh. they're in the compendium for Cyber Sleuth. Okay. And it's really yeah. uh really jarring because I'm playing Cyber Sleuth first because Hacker Memory adds more to the gameplay. So it would feel lackluster going from Hacker's Memory to Cyber Sleuth. Mm-hmm. It's just really off-putting. It's like, yeah, you should play Hacker's Memory because chronologically, Hacker's Memory does start before Cyber Sleuth but ends around the same time. Okay. I mean, I've, I don't know, put like maybe 42 hours in a Cyber Sleuth so far. Oh, damn. Which seems impressive, but I've been playing a couple hours a day. Yeah, that's like way more than me. I'm like five, maybe like four or five hours in, something Uh, like that. But what what Digimon did you choose as your starter? Because there's only one choice. A Terriermon? That's the wrong choice. It's Haru. It's Harumon, man. Gears. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't like Harumon because the reason you think I like Harumon. I like Harumon because he has a direct line to Justimon and it's great. Because mm. Justimon is my, my boy. He's my favorite Digimon. Because he's a common writer Digimon. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm enjoying it. It's really off-putting because I don't remember the protagonist speaking this much in Cyber Sleuth. Oh, Yeah. But he they, does, they are... or her, she does, depending on which option you choose. Yeah. 
but because this is because when you play Hacker's Memory, when you're when you're playing as Arata from you know Devil Survivor, uh, he just kind of stands there. Oh really? Say anything? Yeah, he just kind of like he's there. Huh? He doesn't talk much. Yeah. yeah um. Really yeah. Weird. Yeah. I, I I like it so far well enough. Uh, gonna probably jump back into it after I get like finish some other stuff. Uh, I mean, it wasn't immediately grabbing me. I still think it's the best modern day SMT game, but that's just me. Oh yeah. I mean, Has so a, yeah. Look, you just look at this game, right? Has Megami Tensei artists, Danganronpa composers. Yeah, it's like it's based a pretty... off the Digimon IP. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, it's like a trifecta of really good shit coming together. <laughs> I just like how the Cypress Tooth uh, opening is literally the Danganronpa opening. Yeah, it's really close. It's a uh, yeah, Masafumi Takada is a really good composer. Um, Some would say it's the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this composition is really close to his stuff and kind of Danganronpa. It's more like kind of cyber sci-fi e than that stuff. I do like in Hacker's Memory. What's the song called? I don't remember, but it starts with O Fortuna. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. So. so when I got to that boss fight in Hacker's Memory, and that starts playing, I'm like, am I, am I being punked? Is this a meme? What's going on here? Yeah, and like, uh, I really like the character art. It's, uh, I forget his name, but the guy that did the art for Devil Survivor. You can tell because of the boobs. Yeah, they're kind of... The Devil Survivor boobs. <laughs> yeah, they're... Identify gravity. Yeah, they go up a lot. <laughs> that too. Also, uh, you know, they just need to stay in place sometimes when you don't have anything on underneath, like a... I don't even know what she's wearing, how to describe it. Uh, which character? Uh, Detective. The blonde lady? Yeah, I can't think of her name right now. Who's like, shirt is halfway unbuttoned. And she has nothing underneath, yeah. Yeah. I completely forget her name, too. It's Kyoto or something. I don't know. Like you, 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 you learn why things like this later on. For oh yeah, reasons. yeah. Does she just like get like hot flashes or what? I'm, I'm just saying her <laughs> car is very important. Oh, 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 her car, her like, like classic American muscle car. Yeah, it's very important. It is okay. Very I'm important to the plot. You think I'm joking, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is like the new Digimon port that's out on Switch, and I think it's... Is it also out on PC? Yeah, it's also on PC. Yeah, it's weird that like the first Cyber Sleuth was delisted from PSN. Good thing I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple ways. <laughs> yeah, I also own a physical copy of that. I only put like 30 minutes into it, maybe. What I do like about the Switch and PC port is they, uh, they give you all the DLC. That's good. But not the American DLC. Was the American DLC different? So, the America got exclusive DLC for Cyber Sleuth. Is it like story missions or or something? No, it was Bialzimon Blast Mode, Trubimon Fallen Mode, and whatever. Oh, So okay. the reason that's not as DLC is because they implemented those in the hacker's memory in general. Oh, So since okay. it's working off, you know, hacker's memory, then it's just... Put Cyber Sleuth over it. Boom, bada, bing. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. 
it's also why, because I think in Hacker's Memory we had sister mons were DLC, but now I think they're just straight up just in the game. Okay, yeah, that makes sense then. Otherwise, yeah, no, it's 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 nice to have them both on one cart, especially since they're both like under three gigs. Yeah, yeah, that like, is nice. So like, like you don't have to do like, like another mind download. blowing when I thought mm -hmm. about it that uh, both the game. Are under like three gigabytes, but they're on a PS4. It's gonna like, yeah. hold on. Yeah, they were. Yeah, those were Vita games. Oh, I forgot they were Vita games. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's like that was like their main platform. It was because it was because it like it's like you play this and you can tell that it was a Vita game. Oh, you know, there's some parts when like I'm playing, especially in handheld mode, and I'm just looking at the in-game models. I'm like, man, these are Vita models. <laughs> Yeah. But those are, like, few and far between. That's more of, like, an end game, like... Like, your character's walking up in a cutscene model. Right, yeah. That's that's more so when you see the Vita... Vita models, I suppose. Yeah, kind of like, you know, like, simplistic environments, stuff like that. Oh, I mean, it's... It's, it's virtual reality, man. It's Eden. It's all, it's all blink, right? They're working on it. Mm, right, yeah. They're, they're working on it, okay? <laughs> yeah uh yeah like it's it, it has kind of like an interesting story setup i'm kind of interested it's weird when your main character turns into data <laughs> i'm like this is weird looking but okay look all right that gets weirder the plot gets weirder later okay. on this great yeah so i i just remembered so when cybersleuth first came out like i streamed a little bit of it like the first like five hours yeah. Uh, I got a copyright strike for one of the anime cutscenes. Oh, oh, really? It was the first one. Me being picked up in the car. Huh. So I got a copyright strike on that. I guess, like, whoever the hell did the animation for it, like, put that in the copyright database or something. So I don't know if it's monetized, but if it is, I'm not getting any money from it. Because <laughs> I honestly don't care. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I like the whole setup with when you're in the virtual world and they're like, yeah, your avatars have to look like, uh, ha have to look like the real you. So there's no like virtual crime. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I guess that's might be a way to fight that. Hackers proceed to hack their avatars. Cause you don't just want to make a 3d 4chan. <laughs> I mean, that, that probably that, wouldn't go over well. I mean, just wait for it. Yeah. Just, just wait. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Look, have you met Jimmy Ken? No. Is that the guy who's a weeaboo? No. No, okay. Hold on. I'm going to pull up the picture, and I'm going yeah, to show you yeah, Jimmy Ken. Because he, he is my favorite character, because he's dumb. Oh, yeah? Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me pull up the picture of Jimmy Ken here. Good old Jimmy Google. Ken. Jimmy Kidd. <laughs> there he is. There's there's my boy. There's my precious baby boy. <laughs> He's so dumb. I love him. Where'd you post it at? Uh, I'm posting it in the host chat. Okay. I just downloaded the image, but he's my little baby boy. He's great. Like, the, the people listening, like, on Spotify or whatever is going to be very confused. Yeah, yeah, you know, this really plays over an audio podcast. <laughs> we, we need to be 
video podcast. That sounds like a lot of work. We're not going to do that. Uh, there he is. Oh, th- this guy. Okay, <laughs> he's got like the kiss makeup going on. <laughs> he gets called out like in the game, and it's great. <laughs> what do you mean he gets called out in the game? Hold on, let me let me pull let me pull up that tweet I sent out okay. a couple days ago. All right, so for, for those listening to the audio, let me describe this guy. He's got pants. And these pants, I, I is this a yellow stripe or or are they zippers? Ask for you to figure out, Brent. Okay. Uh, he's got like a boot with a zipper on it. He's not wearing an undershirt, but he's wearing a leather vest and like almost shoulder length, like leather fingerless gloves, and he has like kiss makeup on. Get get out of here! Get get out of your Twitter. Fuck off! All right. <laughs> Apparently, I haven't signed into Twitter via this browser, so it wants me to set up everything. When I just want to access my account. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me find this fucking tweet. Because of the past couple of days, I've just been tweeting out, like, cyber stuff that's made me laugh. Like this guy in, like, the Platinum Tournament, who had a full team of Leomons, and I questioned how he got there without dying. <laughs> <clears throat> there we go, okay, let me... No, 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 don't Twitter, stop it. I don't care about analytics. Get get out of here. Gotta know how well your posts are doing, man. Uh, how well you're connecting very, with the youth. Not very well. I don't... I, look, alright, so I'm gonna... What's your influencer I, score? Look, I'm gonna give everyone a little tip. If you want to stop seeing ads on Twitter, just block and mute all the ad accounts, and then they can't post. Oh, yeah, like, that's what I did. I, I, I'm getting fucking weird promoted tweets. I know, right? It's great. Uh, okay, there we go. This boop a boop. There's the tweet. Oh, it's two he, pictures. Oh, they're calling him out for ripping off Kiss. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's kicks like, what, what, or lips licks. or whatever. <laughs> uh, I just like to point out that's said by a character who's named after a phone. Her name's Nokia. Yeah, she really likes eggs. <laughs> Is, oh, oh yeah, she really likes eggs. Uh, let me send you this tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you've ordered is eggs. You're obsessed. I mean, you know, I, I I get it. I like me some eggs. You know. Look, I just going back through these games. I just see like some of the dialogue you're reading is like, oh, this is a piss poor translation. Yeah. I know there was the whole thing where it's like it's a paragraph and for some reason each sentence is a is a multiple choice even though it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm just, I'm just saying it works well in Haggis memory when they called a third year high school student as third graders. <laughs> and they had to stop the the death the cult. Fact, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the suicide pack. But just wait you get that gate that that part print is great. I love it. <clears throat> yeah, well probably it's it's grabbing me more than Dragon Quest Eleven was, but that's just because I'm not the biggest fan of the fantasy aesthetic. Aesthetic I I feel you. Yeah. It's like uh, I don't know. Just like that <clears throat> that that kind of uh the kind of fantasy that Dragon Quest is, like Knights and Kingdoms, I had never really gelled with very well. 
So, uh, you want you want to know some some good old uh, Danganronpa influences? Oh yeah, what? There's some Pink Blood later on. Oh great! I'm like, wait, hold on, this is Danganronpa. What is this? It's it's great. Like these, like how do I put it? It feels like not a lot of effort went into the game, like translation wise. But that's what makes it good, in my opinion. Mm. Because okay. it has its dumb moments. Yeah, yeah. It's like there, there are like translations like that where like, okay, you're kind of charmingly bad. I mean. It's really, cause like, if you... Because the game that came after this in the U.S. was, I think... What was it? I don't remember. It was, like, a Digimon World game. Hmm. That I honestly don't remember what it was called. Because then they get past it. Yeah, I don't remember that that either. But they put a lot more effort into that. Oh, but oh, yeah. It's like a Vita game, right? It was a Vita PS4 game, yeah. Yeah, that one. I, I don't remember the name, but I, I remember it coming out. It's yeah. like... Next order, whatever I think. Like they put like a lot of effort like into that translation, but it didn't do as well as Cyber Sleuth did. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, Cyber Sleuth kind of has like its aesthetic going for it. Well, I think it's more so because Cyber Sleuth more of that straight like story based RPG with Next Order. Yeah. It it you know it's, a, it's an RPG, but it's more focused on. The gameplay, I guess, more so Cyber Sleuth has arguably a better story. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's dumb, but it's Digimon, so it's great. It's just, I'm just, like, remembering, like, things later on I can't wait to re-experience. Yeah. Like, Heckmon getting punched across the screen. It's great. <laughs> Oh, what chapter? I'm, I'm getting close to that chapter. I know I am, and I can't wait for it. Yeah, about how long is each game? Uh, from what I remember, like, I remember being Cyber Sleuth in 40 hours, but I just, I think part of my time is that sometimes I think I turn off my Switch, but I just put it in sleep mode. Uh. So it just sits there still on. I'm like, oh, maybe that's how I racked up all these hours. Yeah. Um, I think it's maybe 18, 16 to 18 chapters. Okay. So okay, it's just yeah. your standard RPG length. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. I'll probably end, I'll probably get to that a little later because uh, one of the other games I've been playing is Judgment. I've been playing way more of that. Judgment. Finally got into a really good groove with it. Um, Today I just got through Chapter 9. Right. Which ends in the underground dice place. But have you got to the cake trial yet? Yes. Yeah, the little cake trial. So dumb. I love it. Where they, they, where they yell, objection. And it's like, why'd you yell objection? Did you just want to say that? It, they're taking shots at Phoenix, right? And I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Judgment is really good. I'm really getting into it now. Uh, kind of... Trying to piece together the mystery. Uh, you uh, did you say it was like sixteen chapters? I believe it's sixteen, if I remember correctly. Gotcha. I'm about halfway through. I think most Yakuza games are around sixteen chapters. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Do you yeah, know I what think... else came out today that's Yakuza related? 
Oh yeah, Yakuza Four <clears throat> remaster that I still haven't got because I'm waiting for the physical version. Me too. Um, because I want that PS3 case. <laughs> yeah, the, that PS3 case for Yakuza Five. What a good so bonus! Dumb. It's 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 like they knew what we wanted, but it's still yeah, dumb at the same time. Like, just one on your shelf. I do. Um, but yeah, Judgment's really good. Um, I'm liking a lot of the side quests too. I met Ass Catchem. <laughs> uh, no, I don't like a man, but <laughs> and then he loses all of his power because <laughs> he gets powered up by touching ass. <laughs> but only 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 girl, but not man, but yeah. When he realizes that he touched a man, but he loses all of his power, and then he gets arrested. It's because uh, the power comes from his boner. Yeah, so the same thing with Professor Panny. Oh, I can't remember what the third guy's name is. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet, so I don't know. Yeah, because he's not till like, I think... He has a later chapter, like, maybe somewhere between 12 and 13, maybe even 14. Damn. Okay. Yeah, uh, some other side quests I really liked. Uh, the guy who, he's like a pop star or an idol, and you have to keep bald. chasing his wig down. He keeps calling it a hat. <laughs> yeah, you got to chase his hat down, and because like the game has like these chase these chase segments where like you know you're trying to pursue someone running away, and they use that system for chasing his uh, wig. It's it's really weird. It's pretty good. Yeah, I um, mean, I, I liked yeah. it better than the the. the uh, trailing sections oh i don't like the trailing missions they are look if there's a judgment too which i don't think there should be i think judgment should be his own thing yeah uh remove the trailing missions or improve them some way yeah i think if you were like trailing with your drone that would be fine i think do you do that later i don't know i've only done like the drone like searching around a building because I feel like you do that at one point, but I don't know if that's just because you do, or I was just harassing people with the drone in-game. <laughs> Which is really fun. <laughs> really fun. My, my favorite thing to do is, uh, is you get the drone out, so you're flying around the city, but you can stop traffic. It's really great. Oh, yeah? You can stop, like, five cars at once. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. It's dumb. It's fun just to fuck around in judgment, in my opinion. Yeah, I tried out the drone races for kind of like the real first time. I'm not a fan of them, but they're alright. Yeah, they're neat. I get, I ended up getting second place, and I didn't upgrade my drone at all. Uh, I, unlocked a, I unlocked a quick starter. The Kickstarter thing. <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, and I, uh, I found the guy that's like, oh man, I'm gonna try and kill myself, and then uh, Yagami's like, wait, why are you trying to kill yourself? And he's like... I I was supposed to make the budget for building our big company building, and I messed up. And then Yagami's like, "Why don't you use Quick Starter? Raise oh, some that's money." A good, that's a good idea. And then it works. He's like, you, you, "I'm not going to kill myself." Yeah, was uh, doing that. Um, yeah, it's really good. I'm liking it a whole lot. I like the story. I like the characters. I think Yagami's really cool. So you've unlocked the uh, the, the Monopoly game then. Yes, I played a little bit of the board game. That's so easy to break for money. It's great. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to probably do that for money. I'm kind of, I'm constantly floating around like the eight hundred thousand yen range. See what you gotta do. Yeah. Is you gotta get the golden cap. The golden cap. You get the golden cat in in the Monopoly game. Go- golden cat. Okay. Yeah, you get all the money. 
and then you spend that money on things to get you more money. Hmm. It's also how you grind for other stuff. Right. It's big brain. Big brain time. Grind for that experience. Yeah, I gotta you gotta grind for that experience. Yeah. Unlike unlike in Sword and Shield, because EXP share is always on. Anyways. <laughs> and Look, really I'm not gonna lie, that. I was on I was on VP earlier. Just watching people, you know, get upset about the preload and not uh, being able to hack it. Oh yeah? Yes. Yeah, people are like wanting to data mine Sword and Shield so bad to see how many Pokemon are in it. But it's like a hundred and twenty eight bit value. <laughs> So they're just. Some people are literally trying to like brute force it, and I'm just like, okay, you you do you. But I yeah. keep seeing people get get really mad about the, you can't turn off the exp share. That's that, that's that's so dumb. Like, if the game is balanced around it, that's fine. Oh, see, that's what people were saying because they were saying well, when Gen Six it was it was broken. It's like, well, yeah, because Gen Six wasn't you know, balanced around it. Yeah, that's it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that was Judgment. Uh, the only other thing I played is I talked about uh, uh, one of the games last week, uh, Utowara Rumono. Was that the uh, that that one with, with with the twist that you didn't like? Uh, it had the, the twist that I was apprehensive about. So I finished Mask of Deception, which is the second one. And I also finished Mask of Truth between the last uh, this episode and the last episode. So I'm done with the whole series. Okay. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Uh, so Underwater Ray Romano is... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Utawara <laughs> uh, Romano is like... It's kind of... it's You know, I described it like last week. It's like this fantasy... Like... Visual novel slash strategy RPG series. And the first one came out in like 2002 on the PC... That's 17 years ago. Yeah, and uh, 2 and 3 came out on the PS4 and Vita in like 2015 and 2016. Right. And I like the first one well enough. I think it's fine. I think that it has some issues with its pacing. Like, it, you get to like the one, like the last six of the game and it throws a bunch of plot twists at you and doesn't leave it time to settle and you're kind of like, oh, I guess that's it. Oh. And... I was like, oh, this is, you know, fine or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, like, these came out so long after, and I don't think I've seen another, like, game series where, like, hey, this sequel comes out many, like, you know, over a decade after and improves upon a lot of the stuff that the first one did. Duke Nukem Forever. Duke Duke. okay, okay, gotcha. I completely forgot about that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Duke Nukem Forever was totally on the same level. Persona yeah. 5. No, that's a bad game. <laughs> that's fine. Look, look, all right. We're going to break it up here, all right? Just so okay. I can say, I hated Persona 5 since day one, all right? All y'all yeah. that came after the fact, I told you it was bad. And all, of you, you, and all of you who still like it, you're with me. <laughs> look, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's just a really, it's just a rehash of 3 and 4. I mean, yeah. I, Look, I can see bring, that. Bring back dungeon crawling. Mm, yeah. Where I okay. can walk backwards and dash at the same time. No, 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 no. The sideways dash. Can, can you do that in P1? In Persona 1 on the PSV, yeah. Nani? 
Yeah, that's like that's like the ultimate strat. You're going like 80 miles an hour down the hallway. I I I, I knew it backwards, not sideways. Yeah, you go 80 miles an hour down the hallway. You're constantly slamming your nose into the wall. Well, damn, time to time to speed run the game. Yeah, uh, uh, but anyway, back back onto Uta. Uh, I really like Mask of Deception. I thought it was pretty good. Think that um, it does a lot of stuff better. It pretty much does almost everything better than the first one. Like the gameplay is way more interesting. It doesn't feel kind of stapled on there. I think like the cast of characters is really great, and little bits of slice of life moments were you know, like they built up. They built upon a lot of like. Uh, on a lot of the characters, and never felt like the slice of life moments overstayed their welcome. Kind of felt like a really nice balance mm-hmm. with everything. Um, and then you, I got to the ending of Mask of Deception, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know how this twist is gonna work because I'm I'm not gonna go too in depth on it because I don't want to spoil it. But um, there's a character who, let's say, is usually incredibly perceptive about stuff, who all of a sudden isn't. For some reason, yeah, I'm like, uh, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. If, if the third game kind of like nails it, then I'll be fine with it. The third right. game does nail it, which is good. Like, I was really satisfied with everything. With kind of, uh, the third game is where more of the uh, plot stuff at the end of the first game kind of comes back in, and they're explaining more of it and kind of fleshing out, like okay. you know, like uh, the history of this world, which I thought was fantastic. Um, really, really good character moments in the third game. Uh, really great character development and everything. Uh, kind of felt like I kind of started getting tired of the strategy RPG combat in the third one. Cause it's like this stuff would pop up during moments of it's like, uh, oh, is this like the super tense story moment? I want to almost like immediately know what happens next. And then they're like, hey, do this kind of do like this hour long strategy RPG battle. And I'm like, OK, I guess it because it while it does have like more depth than the first game. It also like, you know, this isn't like a this isn't like one of your fire emblems or anything. There's not. Uh, uh, you mean hot Chris? Brent? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Hot, hot Chris. Chris triple apartment. Yeah, featuring the piss antelopes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nothing like super in depth like that. Like you know, there's no like equipment or weapon durability or stuff, and uh, you can kind uh, so you can adjust stats in right. this by uh, so no matter what, even if you don't deploy a character, they get they get like full experience, but only the ones that were deployed get bonus points, oh. which you can increase. Uh, let me think. It's health. Attack, defense, speed, and equip, because the only kind of equipment you get are from mission drops. You get, like, it's uh, codexes, which are stuff like, oh, increase your fire damage by 20%, or uh, attack range by 2, or stuff like that. Do you and, summon demons? Um. Okay, so you can't summon demons, but... Uh, it, uh, this is something that's established pretty early on in two. There are people that wear masks, and they use those masks to transform into kaiju. I'm interested. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's like some battles involving that. Um, I won't say much more. 
but yeah, uh, so like the combat, it's not like the most in-depth stuff, and maybe this is just kind of a consequence of me playing them essentially back-to-back, which, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a good thing I did want to play them back-to-back, because I was so intrigued by where the story goes from there. And it ends really well, too. Like, it's a, you know, it, yeah, it ends really well, and I would definitely recommend playing the first game before playing uh, 2 and 3, because... There's some really nice payoff at the end of the third game if you went through the first one. So, like JoJo. Or uh, Persona. Sure. <laughs> Look, uh, right, you got Persona 1 is a good game. I will it defend is. it. I, I will fight there with you. I am with you on that battlefield. I'm, I'm at, on, at the Ikea parking lot. I am there. <laughs> Are we dual wielding? Yes. <laughs> Do a wheel. Don't hit the camera, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, there's like some really nice payoff if you played the first one. And uh, like I said, you know, like uh, two and three, they're on PS4 and Vita, not on PC, unfortunately. Um. Until I think someone's working on a Vita emulator, which you know that might be plausible one day. But uh, the Maybe first game. Day. So the first game, there's a fan translation on the PC. The fan translation isn't that good. Oh it's yeah, you tell me it was like really bad. It's really literal. Oh, so in my in my very limited research of this series, apparently it uses a slightly modified version of Japanese. Right. And uh, uh, two and three were localized by Atlas USA, and it's probably some of my favorite localization work that they've done. It's really good, uh, except for like a couple little mistakes here and there. They uh, there's a thing because like there's an in-game glossary. Right. Which is something that I like. I love it when whenever any game does, and they kind of get and it's stuff like oh, they get like two characters' names mixed up at one point. But other than that, it's like super solid, and um, they localize everything pretty well. Which makes it weird if you go from the fan translation in the first game because you might not notice like hey, this character is this character from the first game because like there's like a name there's like name changes and stuff. Mm. Um, there's a remake coming out. It's being localized by NIS America, which, you know, hopefully they don't fuck that up. Um, it's coming out next year on PS4 and Vita, so that'd probably be the best way to play it. Or there's also, like, an anime adaptation of the first one, which I've heard is fine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, really good series. I like it a lot. I definitely recommend it. And, uh, so that's all the games that I've played. Um, before we get into your big movie... Uh, I watched Neil Breen's Double Down. Right. Have you have, have, have you seen this? No. Do you know who Neil Breen is? No. So Neil Breen is this guy that lives in Las Vegas. He does he like sells real estate or something like that. Okay. And he, and he makes movies in his free time. Okay. Double Down, I think it's his first full-length movie. It's like an hour and a half long doesn't fucking need to be i think if you got rid of all of the ryu shots and the stock footage it'd be like 40 minutes nice so okay i'm I'll, let me try to summarize the plot so this guy neil breen plays the main protagonist right um and he's a like he's a super hacker man like he's so powerful he's like oh i've been in the military i serve my country now i'm a mercenary i work for any country that's willing to give me money Right. And one of 
And so he he's like in the fucking Nevada desert yeah. in his car with his three shitty laptops he picked up at like a Goodwill and like direct TV satellite dishes that he stole off of someone's house probably. Um, there's a scene where he has he has his trunk open. He attached the satellites to the trunk of his car, and he's talking about how it's like. I use these satellites to make myself invisible and create a force field. And anytime someone approaches, they die. And there's like this guy and he walks up to his car and he just goes, ah, and he falls on the ground. Like blood's coming out of his mouth. It sounds like a fun time. I'm down. It's, Oh, I mean, it's also really boring at times. Cause he keeps fucking reusing footage. Uh, there's Is a he- female actress who's supposed to play his like wife who, very clearly doesn't want to be there. Is, is he is he 90s hacker man? Like, no, does he, he does he hack strictly with the keyboard and nothing else? No, he hacks with his uh, shitty laptops. So just but does he just use the keyboard or is he using the mouse or how is he how is how does this work? Well, I mean, all of his laptops are off, so yeah, he's probably just using the keyboards. So he is 90s hacker man. Yeah. He's like cool. I think he was in his 50s whenever he made this. Oh. Yeah, um, and so it's like there's like some organization wants him to shut down the Vegas Strip for two months for some fucking reason. Um, one of my favorite scenes is when uh, he's talking about when uh, so he has a magic rock, Excuse and me? yeah, he has a magic rock. He's eating dinner at someone's house, and he talks to his little girl. It's like, can you get me some more water? Goes off, and then her parents are like, it's so sad. She has brain cancer. And then she comes back, he's holding his rock in one hand, he p- kind of rubs her head, and then he's like, you're all better now. Because <laughs> he cured her brain cancer. <laughs> and, like, his wife is dead. She was shot when they were swimming in a pool, and I th- I think he was naked <laughs> while they were swimming in the pool. And, like, oh, God, it's a fucking mess. Um... But anyway, so, like, he can't die because he has the rock. And one of my favorite scenes is when he's talking about anthrax. And he just, like, has a handful of anthrax and rubs it on someone. And then, like, his narration goes, anthrax kills on contact. (laughs) I can see why. Again, we're going to break the movie magic here. Under movies and TV, you just put, uh... I I see why now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really bad movie. I've seen a couple of his other movies. They're like just he always plays the main character who's like the ultimate bastion of good and is yeah, they're just like really poor, but they're, they're kind of fun to laugh at. I end up watching that. Uh but that was the only other movie I watched. So uh Let's yeah. talk about one of my favorite movies, Brent. Yeah, yeah. A movie it. I convinced you to buy and watch. You did, yeah. It was. A, it's been a few years, yeah. Is so back when we did the other podcast, so we we're not gonna name it because it's garbage and no longer yeah, exists yeah. on the internet. This was we started with a Halloween episode back then. Oh yeah, you're right. I remember making my icon the student loan form. <laughs> I forgot what I was. Maybe I think you're just a skeleton or a skeleton. I don't remember. Yeah, <clears throat> but anyways, so. Let me let me spin a tale for the for the listeners about how I learned about this great movie. So back many moons ago, at at work, had had this boss really obsessed with movies. So he got a promotion, so it's going to a different different store. 
He's like, yeah, before before you know, I leave, I'm going to give you a list of movies to check out. Uh, I didn't write them down. Only one I remembered was Wild Zero. <laughs> yeah. And it is one of the greatest films I've ever seen. So Wild Zero is this 90s Japanese uh, rock and roll <laughs> zombie movie. Don't forget yeah. the aliens. They're in there, too. Oh, right, there's aliens, too. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> because they're brought up, like, three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't have much of a presence in the story. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so Wild Zero stars the band Guitar Wolf, which consists of it's Guitar Wolf, Bass Wolf, and Drum Wolf. <laughs> All about rock and roll. In fact, they they got wallets on their asses with a license to rock and roll. Yeah, and they got blood, blood, exploding blood. <laughs> <laughs> All this movies. Yeah. So, so the, the main character, his name's Ace. Mm-hmm. He he wants to be a rocker, right? He wants to be one of them Yankee rockers. He's got the pompadour. He's got the leather jacket. He's got the moped. Cause I don't think he had a motorcycle. I'm pretty sure he had a moped in the movie. Yeah. <clears throat> so so you know it opens up at you know like a club. Some shenanigans is going down with a man with a, a bowl cut wearing some extremely tight underwear with a big old bulge. Mm-hmm. I love this movie, but <laughs> it's so good. So anyways, some shenanigans happens. Ace and Guitar Wolf become blood brothers and Guitar Wolf hands them a whistle to blow whenever he's in trouble. Guitar yeah. Wolf will show up. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyways, so he's going to their next show and he stops at a gas station and he meets up with this girl, Tobio. Mm-hmm. They, they, they fall in love at first sight and you can tell because in the film they have a little heart filter that comes on. Oh, yeah, that's totally how you know. I mean, that's how it works in real life. And it, 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 it goes over Ace, and it says his name, Ace. And it goes to Tobio, and it shows Tobio's name of Tobio. So, mm. at so, some point, zombies show up. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> because a meteorite crash or something that turns people into zombies. Yeah. So, some shenanigans happens. It's great. Uh... Ace does blow the whistle, so Guitar Wolf's like, Ace is in trouble, we have to go help him. And Bass Wolf and Drum Wolf are like, okay, we're just here. <laughs> Guitar Wolf does all the acting. <laughs> so, then, then, so then at one point, uh, Ace and Tobio are stuck in some sort of building. And now Tobio just strips down, and it turns out Tobio is in fact transgender. <laughs> yeah. And this movie has one of the most progressive messages I've ever heard. For like a nineties Japanese movie too. <laughs> it is so so Ace freaks out and runs away and he, so he has like these delusions that Guitar Wolf's talking to him. Yeah. And Guitar Wolf shows out of nowhere and goes, Ace Love love doesn't know genders, age, or borders. Do it. He's like, But she's the dude and he's like, Do it Rock and roll. And then he disappears. <laughs> and then he disappears. <laughs> and then fucking Ace freaks out. He picks up like a crowbar 
And it goes back to an earlier scene because he asked Tobio if she if she believes in God because he does now because he met her in this situation just right before she strips. So then he comes out. He literally screams, fuck, I don't know what's going on. There's no God here. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> so then we cut back to Guitar Wolf. Yeah. The band, which consists of Guitar Wolf. They show up at the gas station. They picked up some hitchhikers who robbed the gas station earlier. And they're looking around. And, like, there's zombies outside, so Guitar Wolf goes to shoot him with a gun, but he has no bullets. So he pulls out his guitar pick. <laughs> <laughs> and lightning strikes it, and he's shooting laser guitar picks. <laughs> it's not ex- you know, zombies are just exploding. Yeah, and then there's this other, like... Military woman who shows up like early in the film, which I think, yeah, there was a nice booby shot of her in the shower. But anyway, mm. I remember that now. She shows up. And she's like, "The fuck's going on?" A guitar wolf says, "You know, flicking his guitar picks." So she takes it to the safe house, or like a safe house. And she keeps all of her weapons, and like she has like no interest in killing zombies until like guitar wolf plants like a gold ball. That they stole yeah. from the the host club owner earlier inside a zombie. He's like, oh, I think all the zombies have this inside of them. She's like, well, I'm going to kill those zombies and get the gold. So, you know, the zombies, you know, they're invading the town. And then the aliens show up again. Okay. They they start to invade. They they give the, the host, the, 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 the club owner some, like, alien superpowers. Shenanigans happens. And it's a happy ending. Guitar Wolf goes off to play more shows. Ace and Tobio get together. It's a great film. Everyone should watch it. Definitely, yeah. <clears throat> it's just... Brett, I love this movie. It's really good. I haven't seen it in a little while. I might have to rewatch it. It is free on YouTube. Oh, oh, it's free on YouTube? Oh, is, well, I, was... well, I mean, I mean, it's not, you know... It's not official. Not official, but... Uh... <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, it's still there. It's there. If you just, you know, search Wild Zero, it's um, it's there. It's about an hour and you know, 40 minutes. It's, uh, it's there. If you want yeah. to watch it. <clears throat> Look, it's just... It's just, like, the perfect combination to make this movie. Oh, yeah. It's... Like, I just... I just like to show people the scene where Guitar Wolf has laser guitar picks. I mean, it's a really good scene to sell people on the movie. I mean... I convinced Brent to watch it somehow. Yeah. <clears throat> so the whole and like I like the whole twist about Tobio because if you watch, you know, the opening credits, when it mm-hmm. gets to Tobio's name, there's a pair of boobs and then like a dick flashes. Oh, okay. It's uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an extreme foreshadowing because then yeah. when it cuts to that reveal, it cuts to that opening credit scene again. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like this yeah, film has back. some great art direction. I love it. It's yeah. dumb. It's all about rock and roll and the freedom it brings, because rock and roll will never die. <laughs> yeah, what a what a fantastic film. Real good stuff. I. It's real sad. Bass Wolf is dead. Oh yeah. He Did died he of a heart attack at thirty eight. Oh damn. That sucks. <clears throat> I think. Did they? I think they replaced him with a Guitar Wolf's brother. I think I can't remember. But Guitar Wolf still tours, and that's the thing. He's like 50-something oh, wow. now, yeah. Okay. 
doesn't look a day over what he shot in Wild Zero. Damn. In fact, I, I like that. Again, I tweeted out this picture of Guitar Wolf holding nine guitars at once. Yeah, it's like, you will never be this cool. You will never be this badass, because he's Guitar Wolf. Yeah. Oh, but Wild Zero, highly recommend it. Everyone should watch it at least once. Definitely. Okay, real quick. Uh, so, remember uh, Double Down, I was talking about it. Yeah. Real quick. Okay, in the credits, you get to the end credits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, they're listing everyone. Neil Breen's, like, listed a whole bunch. and But then it says, lighting, none. Makeup, none. <laughs> I'm like, why would you even <laughs> list that? Yeah, I completely forgot about that detail. It's because right. he's making a real Hollywood movie, man. He has to list those things. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, so um, uh, did you have any other movies or anything? Uh, planned on it. Didn't get around to it. Ah. Because, you know, life situations. But yeah. I, but I, I did make time for Wild Zero because... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta. It's... So good, like I love it. It's it's that right amount of everything. Mm-hmm, definitely. Just... <sighs> movie night at some point. Movie night. Definitely. We'll have, we'll have a movie night and we'll, we'll watch it again, and we'll, we'll we'll make fun of it like we did it with Twin Peaks. <clears throat> oh shit! We should be on oh. the Twin Peaks video. We should. Yeah, we both finished it. So there's what a, a U- good video. There's a YouTuber called Twin Perfect. I mean, this thing's basically a fucking movie. Oh, it um, is. So this YouTuber, Twin Perfect, he made a four and a half hour video explaining <clears throat> Twin Peaks. And it's perfect. Yeah, it's a, it's good. Like it actually explains almost everything. It, yeah. Like I was really surprised. I'm like, oh yeah, this does actually explain it. I mean, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. Because... Yeah, no, it's because like he he mentioned at the very beginning of the video that it's like, hey, even if you've seen Twin Peaks, this could ruin it for you. Well, because when he no, so like the first hour, he's just kind of like explaining like Lynch and like how he views things, like how he does his like art direction and how he directs and everything, and then he reveals his big theory, what he thinks Twin Peaks is about, and when he says it. It all just clicks. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. That I'm makes like, sense for Lynch to do. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. And then he goes in and just goes in very in-depth with the whole series, uh, you know, the movie, the third season, everything except for, like, the second half of season two. Well, that's because, <clears throat> David, I never finished season two because it was bad Lynch. <laughs> I, fucking, yeah. I fucking love that. He's like, he, he's like, ah, I didn't finish watching season two. It was bad. Yeah, it was... Not good. Uh, a lot of problems with that. Too, well, like too much James. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say too much. It was just they shouldn't have revealed who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah, it's yeah, it was the whole point. But like, you know, people wanted closure. <clears throat> closure is bad. Bad. Yeah. I he, agree with Lynch on this one. All right. Yeah. This he. Go- we- mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes into like uh, some of like the books and interviews Lynch has done. Uh, one of them is a uh, called Lynch on Lynch, and he, Lynch really talks about how he does not like closure. I also like to point out since we brought up books, uh, he didn't read Mark Frost's like Twin Peaks books. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 this makes like so like in what is it? 
a secret history of Twin Peaks. Like, Mark Frost goes into, like, all this bullshit. It is never explained in season three. Yeah, well... And now it makes sense why. Yeah, Mark Frost also said in, like, an interview, it's like, the, those books are meant to be, like, f- like found documents and stuff. So not everything's going to be accurate. Which is true. Yeah, But so. at the same time, it's just... It's pretty funny. I mean... I really loved his Lynch impression in the video because it's so bad yet so accurate. Oh, yeah. Okay, what is your best David Lynch impression? <clears throat> Coop! Today, <laughs> you remind me of a small Mexican chihuahua. It's really bad. That's right, Coop! <laughs> <laughs> Can we just appreciate the fact he wrote Gordon for himself? Yeah. And Gordon's deaf. <laughs> so he's always yelling. I, I love it. Man, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like I should rewatch season three at some point. I mean, I, like, I feel like I should rewatch like, all Twin Peaks except for like the middle of season two. Yeah. Where like, I really... you, you basically just go from like when they reveal Laura Palmer's killer to like the last episode. I mean... You could it, it's more so you skip like episodes like nine through like what twelve or whatever, not even it's mm-hmm. like nine through like fifteen I think it's like what twenty four yeah. episodes in season yeah. two. Yeah, would you join back up whenever Wyndham Earl is doing his thing? Like yeah, that's probably when you would probably want to hop back on yeah. with Wyndham Earl because that's yeah when when a uh, uh, Twin Perfect described him as a Scooby Doo villain, I'm like yeah he kind of is. Yeah, and then he's just look. I just love that. David Lynch wrapped up all, like, the subplots they did, like, in all those episodes for season two in, like, five minutes, and they're never brought up. Yeah, never even brought up in season three. Coop's being, Coop's being, uh, framed for drug charges? Nope, that's that's resolved. The FBI fixed that. Yeah. It's, Squid Peaks is, like, a majestic thing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I really don't want a season four. Me either. I, like... I've, because, I've, I, you know, I, I've listened to people be like, oh yeah, they need to make a season four to explain everything. It's like, he's not gonna explain everything. Oh, is he? And that's the thing. And that's what people's problem was with season three. Yeah. Because we all went in expecting to get answers. Mm-hmm. When we should have known better, because Lynch doesn't give answers. He gives questions that seem like answers, but they're not. Right. Yeah. Until you realize, no. And, like, especially what, like going what, what in, like... Twin Peaks is about, and it's like, yeah. oh. Especially going in, like, knowing that, like, hey, Lynch does not like closure. That kind of explains a lot. Well, that's... I mean, yeah. that just explains, again, the whole ending to season three is just... Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of upset I was right. <laughs> <laughs> so... <clears throat> Back in the day, Brent, Brent made a Twin Peaks server for a bunch of us to group watch, which yeah. Chewie backed out of because he doesn't understand season three is the way it is. <laughs> fight, I'll fight you, Chewie. But anyway, so the server no longer exists, so it's no longer written in proof. But months beforehand, I called the ending. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this, we don't have the proof anymore, but I called the ending. And when, it, when the episode ended, I was very upset, and I pulled in the server, I'm very upset I was correct. <laughs> I this remember is that. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, cause like, like season three was really weird for me because I, I don't know if it's just because 
I watched seasons one and two shortly before season three. <clears throat> so I picked up on some things Lynch did. But I was able to call like a lot of what Lynch was doing in season three, and I didn't know if I liked that or not. Because right. like, like I really enjoyed season one. Besides, you know, when we watched it, we made all these jokes. Yeah, yeah. But the the mystery of it, like of not knowing, not being able to guess where it's gonna go. But when I was able to guess where things were going in season three, I wasn't, you know, happy about it. Right. I I I just kind of want Lynch to be Lynch and do whatever he wants. Yeah, I hope he does something else. Cause uh, what what was it? This is like the first thing he did since what was that movie? Inland Empire. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't either. I just know that like it, Inland Empire is all filmed on a handheld camera because Lynch wanted to be the cameraman. <laughs> yeah, sounds like Lynch. Yeah. That movie's almost three hours long or something like that. Hey, remember that time that season three almost never happened because they weren't going to let Lynch do episode eight? Yeah, I'm so glad they let him do it. It's so good. Like, man, that. What would season three be like without David Lynch? Uh. The second third of season two? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess Mark Frost would still be on it, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. But like, so but it, Frost, it... but Frost left before they finished writing season three, though. Oh, right. Yeah, because he went off to write the books. Yeah. Okay. You know what? It probably would have uh, been kind of the same, uh, except we wouldn't have like the last fifteen minutes of the last episode. I mean, I, I think if someone else besides Lynch did something Twin Peaks related it wouldn't work yeah it's because it's Lynch's vision mm-hmm. pretty much only only Lynch can do Lynchian films because it's Lynch right if you try you might be able to get close oh yeah you... then you're just imitating and it's not the same yeah you know it's like uh, it's like uh, imitation beef yeah. Like, sure, it might look the same and kind of taste the same, but it's not the same. Look, so, because that man, he's old. Like, you can tell in, like, recent photos, he's he's old now. He's, he's really old. So he's going to die at some point, let's be honest. Hope he makes but, one more thing, at least. I do, too. It's probably going sooner rather than later, but once he's gone, like, we won't, like, have anything like that ever again. Yeah. Like, it's just... Lynch is probably my favorite director of all time. More so now because, like, like again, when you when you hear the theory about what Twin Peaks is actually about, it just really cements it that Lynch likes what he likes, and he does what he likes, and that's great. Mm-hmm. He likes balance. He hates closure. Yeah. He wants people to think. That's why he does what he does, and I like that. Me too. Oh, man. Uh, have you seen Mulholland Drive? I own it. I haven't watched it, but I heard it might be in the Twin Peaks universe. Uh, eh, I, I probably wouldn't say that, but it's interesting because uh, it was originally going to be another TV series. Oh, so the let, f- let, let Lynch do TV. So the first hour is the pilot episode. Then the okay. last 30 minutes were added on to make it a movie. 
So so it was like the Twin Peaks pilot that aired overseas. Yeah, I get. I have not seen that one actually. <clears throat> I've seen like the last like bit of it where they reveal who the killer was. Oh, okay. And it's actually you know, you know, you know, uh, you know that that guy. Then they reveal that it was really interesting. I forget. It's called. I feel like it's not called Twin Peaks. Though. I feel like it's called something else. Yeah, I don't know. Cause yeah, cause I know for the international, cause I know like it aired in the UK and they, they knew who killed Laura Palmer ahead of time because of that. Right? Did they? Uh. Uh, is that on the box set? <clears throat> you know, I don't know if it's on the box set. Is it on the new box set? Maybe. I hope it's on the old box set because. Did the new box set come out yet? No, it comes out later this year. Uh, part of me wants to buy it, but now part of me is like, you already own everything. I'm like, but it's Twin Peaks. Man, it's a big box, and it comes with episode 8 in 4K. <laughs> it also, I think it also comes with uh, the... Um, the... Uh, what is it? Oh, God. Um, here, Z to A. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I think it also comes with uh, the original pilot in 4K as well. 4K, okay, 4K ultra high def versions of the original series pilot and part 8 of the series. Man, remember, remember watching season 1 together with two other people. And yeah. ours for Raincoat Killer... The Fonz and Snake were gay lovers. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun, fun times, fun times. Chewie, Chewie gets a haircut. Yeah. I love how no one gets that joke. But yeah, no one, us. yeah, no one gets that joke besides <laughs> me and you. Because <laughs> people keep asking, like, what does that mean? Like, don't worry about it. It's great. I think, I think I've, I've explained it to some male. But the joke means, and it's, I love it. Yeah. Brent, we should do a Twin Peaks episode. We should. That'd be nice. We could talk about Twin Peaks and Deadly Premonition. <laughs> Look, all right. If we're going to so we're going to do a Twin Peaks episode, like that's like a month worth of playing. All right, because you got to look at season one with seven episodes, mm-hmm. season two, it's like, you know, twenty four. But then season three is an eighteen hour movie. <laughs> oh God! I wonder what watching all eighteen episodes in a row would be like. Like I, like a fever dream. Well, cause like, cause, cause part eight would be like right in the middle too. Yeah. Remember the, that was the episode where they got nine inch nails. Yeah, and they play a full song for some reason in the middle. It's. <laughs> oh. Oh man, people were so mad at that episode. I mean, I was at first, but then, like, again, you, like, I thought about it for, like, a day. I was like, you know what? This is actually great. I was stupid. Yeah. And then, you know, you you, you put this theory together with it. It just makes it better. It's like, holy shit, episode eight's genius. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, what a good Twin Peaks video that was. Like, I, I watched it in seconds. Like, I watched it, like, in two days, like, in two hour segments. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I had to split it up between a couple days. I'm glad the guy divides it into segments. Oh no, that that part was great. 
One of one of my favorite parts is like cliffhanger. What did you expect? I'm Lynch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> God. I'm thinking like this because you know the only Lynch stuff I've seen. I want to like watch like Wild at Heart and stuff like that. Lost Highway. I know. Um, I own Mahalan Drive. I own Eraserhead. What else do I Eraserhead? Yeah. Uh, I've seen Eraserhead. That's good. Yeah. It's his most spiritual film. Can uh, can you explain that? No. <laughs> like, see, I just love Lynch because he's just like, no. It's the two Lynch answers I love is that one and also Lynch laughs, does not answer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just I just love the fact that Lynch really hates modern technology too. Yeah. Like, have you heard his whole rant about like watching things on your cell phone? Oh, no. Uh, no. He calls people fucking idiots. <laughs> that's, that's not how you're supposed to experience things. You're supposed to experience it like on a big screen, like a movie screen. That just not on your me. tiny phone. That reminds me of that one tweet that's like, oh, I'm enjoying Dunkirk the way Christopher Nolan intended and they're watching it on an iPod Nano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I'm going to see if I can try to find that interview. Because, yeah, Lynch, like, explicitly states, like, he hates when people watch things on their cell phone, which I watched The Return on my cell phone because... I had to as well because I had the Showtime app and I had no idea how to do that until I bought a Chromecast. Wow, Brent, what a failure. I tried to do it on the Chromecast, but because my internet's poopy, it wouldn't connect, so I had to watch it on my phone. Yeah, your terrible internet. It's, like, it's a recurring joke, but it's also the truth. Yeah. The fucking ghost mans, they're fucking the machines. I think, is it this one? Hold on, I think it's this video clip. Yeah, it's, it's this one, hold on. You can watch that later, it's only 30 seconds. Okay. David yeah, Lynch no. on iPhone. He, he does not like cell phones. Yeah. Did you see that David Lynch was almost the director of Star Wars Episode Six? You know, that would have made it better. Yeah, like I, it's I know this is like a weird tangent, but I like I watch a YouTube video and like he talks about how George Lucas approached him and was like, "You should uh, direct Episode, you know, you you should direct the Return of the Jedi." Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. Like you should direct that, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. You should give it to someone else." Look, I think he, I think he talked about that being a mistake. Look, look, look! If Lynch did episode six, right? Like the whole like like spoiler alert for like a thirty, forty, fifty year old movie. Star Wars came out in the eighties, seventies. I don't know about Vader being Luke's dad. Like that wouldn't have been talked about in episode six if Lynch was director. Yeah, it's just put put Lynch on the on the on the sweet sequel movies because they're garbage. He can fix them. Yeah, give him his give him a uh, give him a trilogy. Yeah, give him a trilogy. Can you imagine lynching Star Wars? Oh God, I would be so on board. People would be <laughs> like, so mad. Like they would because they wouldn't explain anything, and it's just. It, okay, if you if you let people get mad with the Last Jedi, oh man! But like, it's like Star Wars, but an art house film. I'd fucking love it. 
Look, I I'll defend Ryan Johnson a little bit about the Last Jedi. Yeah. Because JJ threw him ten balls, and he refused to catch any of them, and be like, "Fuck this shit, fuck your mystery box." Oh I'm yeah, I'm making a know. bad film. Oh yeah. <laughs> there, there's a couple things about the Last Jedi that I like. You know, the thing about how Kylo Ren is like, "Your parents were nothing." I'm like, "That's great. Yes, do that." But then you have. Oh, it's- it's because JJ set all this stuff up that didn't actually have any answers. He's oh, just told, really? just told Ryan, oh, you'll figure it out. Oh, you mean to tell me the guy that wrote Lost wrote something without having answers? You mean like everything else he does because JJ's a shit director and shouldn't do anything because it's just a fucking mystery box? Which is a fucking shit way to make films? Jeez. Oh, man. Uh, have you ever seen Lost? Like, I've seen, like pieces of it because my parents are really into it like yeah. when it was on it's like you read interviews about how it's like yeah we were writing that show week to week and it's like man that was real obvious well, look I just like so again spoiler alert for a show that's been off the air for like X amount of years that they were in fucking purgatory the whole time yeah I like how like people guess that like at episode one and JJ's like no that's not true because it probably wasn't at the time, but he's like, shit, I need to end this. Uh, they're in purgatory. Yeah. I, I checked out whenever the smoke monster showed up. Like, I hate J.J. Abrams yeah, so I much. I don't like him either. Like, I think he did a good job with The Force Awakens, right? Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, he's just... God, I... <sighs> What's the ninth film called? I keep forgetting its title. The uh, Rise of Skywalker. I wonder what the hell that's even going to be. Look, the only reason we're getting Palpatine back is because of memes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Literally, prequel memes are going to try to save this film. Dude, I want that movie to be schlock. I want it to be the cheesiest schlock. I want it to go anime. That's what I want it to do. Oh, so So... Did you see that article that says that uh, Rey surpassed, like, Luke and, like, Anakin as Jedi? No. So there's an article that states that, but then the guy that plays Finn is like, yeah, no, Vader will throw us all in the lava pit. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's so many issues with the new trilogy. Like... I can respect what Ryan John like Last Jedi. Don't get me wrong; it's a terrible film. Yeah. Despite what people say, it's absolute garbage. You shills. Yes, it is terrible. <clears throat> but I can appreciate Ryan Johnson made it bad on purpose. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> because he took JJ's mystery box and destroyed it. They had to bring JJ back, and he's just trying to scoop what he can. Oh yeah, I like that he destroyed his his mystery box though. I think that. It, like, the stuff he was setting up just seemed really stupid. Oh, no, because it was. He set up, like, ten different plot points, didn't bother to give, like, Ryan, like, any, like, direction where to go. He was like, fuck it, I'm gonna make my own film. Do I think the casino planner was needed? No. Like, do I think Rose was needed? No. Look, I just like how, like, at the start of the film, she's like, she's like, oh, no, something, I forget, like, what her whole thing was. She's like a mechanic or something. Oh, that her sister died to save others. That you yeah. can't be selfish. But then at the end, she chose the selfish option. Yeah, like, so kids, like, the whole moral of the story is be incredibly selfish all the time. 
it works out because true love. Look, my my whole thing was they had that whole like environmental message like right in the middle on the casino planet. Yeah, we have to save the animals. Why? Shut up. We're saving the animals. It's. Yeah, it's. I like how the movie opens. Luke takes the lightsaber and just throws it. <clears throat> like Mark Hamill hated that so much. Yeah, but yet I love it I like because it he turned Luke into a cynical asshole. Yeah, it probably loves old cynical Luke, but it hurts Mark Hamill so much. I kind of hate it at the same time. Yeah, <clears throat> you know. So, and here's one of my biggest pet peeves. Uh, so you remember in, like, that opening sequence with, like, dropping bombs and, like, the Star Destroyer or whatever? Yeah, they're, they're, they're dropping bombs using space gravity. Yeah, like, how, how are the bombs falling? Like, No, man, they, why... had, to get, they, had, they had to get that, uh, world, I think it's like a World War Two analogy. <laughs> like, like, look, look, alright. How the fuck is there just an open hole in space? Like, there's no force field there, it's just a straight hole drop. Uh... It's just an opening in space. Yeah, it's dumb. If they just, like, added in, like, a little, like, force field bubble, like, just in the opening, I could have believed that. But no, it's literally just a hole. And bombs are just dropped. Yeah. Like, Leia suddenly gets force powers (laughs) out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, because her family and stuff. <clears throat> Look, I think they should, because they, 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 they didn't want to do the V-shoots because they wanted that Christmas release date. I think they could have pushed back a month and just reshot some stuff and have Leia die there, and it would have been more sense. Yeah. You know, they really kind of played their cards wrong term, in, in terms of like who to kill off, because the only one they had to live died in real life. That's, yeah. That's, uh... Well, I mean, Harrison Ford wanted to die anyways. He he wanted Han to be dead. Yeah. But yeah, it's just kind of like... Oh, Palpatine's going to carry that entire movie on his back like Jim Carrey and Sonic. <laughs> I want every Jedi to be just like a Force ghost. All the previous Jedis that died in like the prequels just become Force ghosts. Force ghost Anakin. Yeah, and they fire a giant force blast at Palpatine to kill him. Make I it mean, make it stupid. What about Sith ghosts? Because there are Sith ghosts. Yeah, sure. Just have a big ghost battle. <clears throat> well, see, so I watched a, a YouTube video about this Bring recently. back Kit Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I watched a YouTube video about this. It was explaining force ghost lore and why you don't see Sith ghosts. Okay. It's because most because most Siths try to like control the Force and like mm. manipulate it. Well, Jedi become but, one. But Jedi become one. But I forget I forget who it is in the years, But there's like one Sith guy's like, no, I'm gonna be one with the Force, and mm. he comes back with a Sith ghost, and he like like seals his soul and like a mask and stuff, and yeah. he tries to take over Vader's body. It's good shit. Man, I should go back and just continue because I started at the beginning of the year. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic two. Yeah. Uh, have you played that at all? I feel like I played a little bit of it. So Knights of the Old Republic one and two, like I'm, a, I'm only a couple hours into two. I should d- definitely like pick it up and go back to it at some point. But um, it's really interesting because so Knights of the Old Republic two was made by Obsidian, 
who you know just made, just made the Outer Worlds and made New Vegas and stuff. And the writer Chris Avalon, it's kind of like well known that whenever he was researching for the story, <coughs> he researched so much about Star Wars he fucking hated the Force. And the force. Yeah, and so the game is kind of about how, like, uh, so, like, the first Knights of, the, Knights of the Old Republic, there was, like, this big conflict between, like, oh, the Sith armies and the Jedi and stuff. It's like a big war. Right. And so you play the second game, and every single normal person you talk to calls it the Jedi Civil War, because to them, all of you are asshole space wizards, and all of you suck. I mean... Look, and see, and that's how I've always looked at it, right? Yeah. The Sith are the right ones because they're honest about being fucking assholes and being evil. Yeah. The Jedi make up fake rules and like, oh no, we're not evil. Yet we are, we're the ones with mind controlling powers. Yeah, and there's a character in Knights of the Old Republic two. Her whole objective is to kill the Force. Right. Because she thinks that it's ultimately a bad thing. And it's really interesting. I want to continue doing that. Uh, he's coming. Uh, he came back to write uh, that new Star Wars game that's coming out. Oh, Fallen Order. Yeah, which is one like, of the reasons why I'm like I'm kind of interested in that. Like I want this game, but at the same time, I don't want to spend money on it. Yeah, it's so uh, conflicting because it looks good. I like. I want to yeah. get it. Like and like having like Chris Avalon as a writer, I'm like shit. Maybe, maybe I should pick this up i might actually do it i did cancel my death stranding pre-order hey you know what was a good star wars game what i shit what was it called now force unleashed force unleashed was okay you I know think... what was a bad star wars game force unleashed 2 oh yeah oh man that game's like four hours long it's so bad oh god he has to hold two lightsabers now backwards i mean I, I just like to pretend Force Unleashed 2 never happened. Only yeah. Force Unleashed 1 did, and Force Unleashed 1 is canon, not Force Unleashed 2. Yeah, Force look, Unleashed 1 is alright. Look, I got Force Unleashed 2 for Christmas the year it came out. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I don't like this game. It's bad. Because <clears throat> I really love Force Unleashed 1, because it was really good. And they had those nice what-if scenarios for the DLC. Which is also really good. Yeah, like the like there's like the Sith ending where you kill Vader, you become the new apprentice. Yeah, and there's but then some for DLC some reason, off. yeah, but, yeah, but then for some reason you convert Luke to the dark side. It's like, wait, hold on a minute, <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what a yeah, what an what an interesting game. Uh, you, you know, uh, I want to check out some more Star Wars games. Like, there's a Jedi Outcast two or whatever that just got re released. Oh yeah, whatever on the Switch, yeah. Yeah, apparently that's, like, really good. Stars Kyle Katarn. Katarn. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, that era where, like, there's a lot of interesting Star Wars games coming out. Man, what a, what a time we live in where Game of Thrones directors no longer have a trilogy. Yes. Thank you. Because I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I never saw a thing of it. But right. and everyone I knew who watched Season 8, they were not happy. Well, because they had no source material, so they had to make shit up. Yeah. That's just why. It's almost like, you know, <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. Right. I mean, because I think Ryan Johnson still has his trilogy. Maybe, yeah. It's I, think, 
I want to see what he does. I want to see what he does without having like the baggage of having to follow up a film. Oh yeah, no, that's look right. Like I get a lot of shit because I say I like Rogue One. Because I like Rogue One because it wasn't about fucking space wizards. Yeah, it was about everything else besides space wizards. And I like that universe like expansion. Me too. It's it's nice. Like Star Wars has a great universe. Oh yeah, definitely. It's not always about Skywalkers. Yeah. And space wizards. And space magic. Did you watch Solo? I did not watch Solo. I didn't either. I I heard from people that it's like decent. Yeah. Like it's not like great, but it's good, I guess. Was that yeah, I think that was was that the one where it was originally Lord Miller doing it? I think so. And then they're like, "Hey, you're you can't make this a comedy." <clears throat> yeah, that was it. That was yeah. cuz yeah, cuz then cuz what's your face that's uh running Star Wars right now, running Lucasfilm. Kathleen Kennedy? Face. Yeah, she apparently didn't like the socks they wore. She thought they were dumb. Oh. Lord and Miller are cool. Yeah. They did the Lego movie. Give them give them a trilogy, Disney. Yeah, but let them make a fun comedy because like Star Wars can do so much. Like, oh, what's that comic book series? Um, I don't know. It focuses on like it focuses on like two guys. And it's like a comedy like aspect. Like it's the Star mm. Wars plot, but like they're the reason like all the shit happens. Oh, I don't know. Like, I forget what it's called. But it's like like it it takes like a comedic approach to it. Like okay. I'll have to look into it. If I can remember it. Yeah, that'd be neat. It's like, give Lord Miller a trilogy, give David Lynch a trilogy. Have two incredibly polar opposite <laughs> kinds of movies. Like, I just... Would Lynch use Space Wizards, I wonder? I don't know. I, there wouldn't be any lightsaber fights. There, like, I think I think he would have... I think it would be about the Force, but he wouldn't explain the Force. Yeah. How did we get on talking about Star Wars? <laughs> we were talking about David Lynch. Now, wait, would David Lynch cast himself in Star Wars? Yes. I don't know what he would be, but he would definitely be in there. Yeah. I don't think he would be a main character because I think he's getting up there and he doesn't want to like act anymore. But I think he would have like a he like own a restaurant. Yeah. He'd be the uh, the chief of uh, the FBI branch in space. <laughs> He's just playing Gordon Cole. <laughs> the Force, huh? <laughs> Luke! Luke! Can you hear me, Luke? <laughs> oh, man. Alright, uh, have you watched any anime or read any manga? Like, so again, it was Spooktober. I had all these plans of all this horror stuff, so I planned on reading Gantz all the way through. Oh, Gantz. I read two chapters. Alright. Uh, I watched the Super Eyepatch Wolf video. I also watched that. It seems interesting. It does. It's, uh, because I know when I was younger, like, I've seen clips of the anime. Mm-hmm. That always intrigued me. I just never, like, got into it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I was like, oh I'm, I'm older now. I can, I'll, I'll read Gantz, and I've only read two chapters. So it's, okay. I can't really talk about it. But I, it's what I remember so far, you know, hit by a train, boobies. Mm, yes. Those very, uh, 
Those very tight, like, spandex suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, oh boy. Death, aliens, you know, shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I really got. Gotcha. No anime or anything? What if David Lynch directed an anime? Huh. Did you watch the animated thing that he did? No. It's like stick figures. That sounds amazing. I'm going to look into that, too. You can find it on YouTube. It's fucking weird. I want to just Google David Lynch stick figures. I forget what it's called. Um, I watched some anime, so... I watched The Boy and the Beast. All right. Have have you heard of this? I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever seen it. So it comes from uh, Mamoru Hosoda, director. might know him as the guy that directed the Digimon movie. Which Digimon movie? It's just called the Digimon movie. I think it's like the from the 90s. All right, so... The one that's basically Summer Wars. Okay, I was going to say, so... Uh, our war games got it yeah because he also directed summer wars uh it's really good that makes so much sense yeah he because he basically wanted to make the movie again but without without uh without digimon digimon (laughs) yeah um so it's about this like little boy who uh his parents were divorced doesn't know where his father is and his mom dies and his mom's family is like oh come on we'll take care of you and he's doesn't like them so he runs away and he ends up going into this other world like basically like the beast world where um anthropomorphized animals live essentially and uh he goes to live with uh kumatora who is a giant bear and decides to become his apprentice uh to learn how to uh, sword fight basically And, you know, kind of becomes like a surrogate father for him and stuff. And there's this whole thing about uh, Kumatora and this other guy who's like a who's like a lion are supposed to fight to become the new Grand Master of this realm or whatever. Okay. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. I liked it a lot. I like the kind of themes between uh, the main kid. I'm forgetting his name. It's been like a few weeks since I've seen this. And Kumatora, uh, their relationship. It has a time skip in it, so it goes like to the future, to where like he's like seventeen now and not uh, eight, I think. Are they yeah. Digimon? No. Okay. Um, so there's the time skip, and there's some stuff where he goes back to the real world, and it gets kind of weird at times. There's a very heavy-handed analogy to Moby Dick, <laughs> like, so like you know he he comes back to the real world. And he's been in the beast world for so long, he doesn't know how to read. Okay. And so he's, like, trying to read, like, a, a, a like this, like, college girl is, like, helping him and everything. And he's trying to read Moby Dick. It's like, okay, whatever, you know. And it's like, yeah, it's like this whale, it represents such and such. And then you get to the end, and I'm not going to say too much, but there's a character that becomes a giant whale. Is it the bear? No, no, it's not. It's someone else. Is it it's the like, lion? No, no, no. It's 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 someone completely else. I, I'm I'm not gonna spoil the movie, but it gets really heavy handed with the Moby Dick analogy, and I'm like, all right, I can just like some writer was like really jerking himself off while while he was thinking of this analogy. Like, yeah, I'm so smart. He he was jerking off his Moby Dick. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Yeah. I'm hilarious. Uh, so besides that, it's a pretty good movie. I like that a lot. Um, the only other thing I've watched is I have literally just been watching a ton of Gintama. That, that anime is not real. You're, you're all pulling a prank on me. It doesn't exist. Okay, so I watched... <laughs> I finished the first series, which is 201 episodes. I think last time I talked about... Uh, I actually scroll up and see exactly which episodes I was talking about, but... um, I, I believe it above stands. Oh, uh, it was a little after that. I was in episode, like, 130 or something, and I finished all 201 episodes of the first series. I'm a little ways into the second series... How many series are there? There's a total of 368 episodes. That's too much. Yeah, the, too long. The manga is done, I think. The author's done this thing where he's like, alright, the manga's done. Then a couple weeks later, he starts releasing chapters again. Um, but I think it's completely done. It is completely done and over. Uh, the anime hasn't animated everything yet. It's really... This is really, really good. I know I said that before, but... um. Some highlights of stuff that happens in, like, the last 70 or so episodes. Um, there's, like, some uh, some other really good serious arcs. Uh, there's one other really good serious arc called the Red Spider arc uh, okay. that's really cool. It involves a character who was introduced in the previous serious arc. Uh, really good stuff. There is the character popularity poll arc, which... Was real good. So there was a uh, Gintama popularity uh, character popularity poll, and all the characters were made aware of it in the show. So then, like for this, the whole arc, it's like three episodes. They all have like a little number next to them, and someone is trying to uh, defeat people, so their ranking goes down. So th- uh, the person who's defeating them, so their ranking goes up, because they want to be more popular, and so. Um, there's this part where the author, uh, he has a stand-in character who's a, who's a monkey and he was ranked number 14 and, um, uh, some, and, uh, there's this part where it's like, uh, oh wait, uh, oh wait, uh, wait, the author was killed. What? And then they end the episode, start off the next episode. Uh, and then it's like some shit happens with the animation and, uh, and then like, well now that uh, well now that the author's dead, like the studio, and like one of the editors of, of the manga, are, like fighting over how this adaptation should go, and then, uh, and then like the animation stops, and then uh, and then he's like, oh well, what are we gonna do now? They remake the opening for that arc in Microsoft Paint. This animation's not real. If, I'm gonna go. F- let me find this opening so you can look at it. <laughs> This anime is not real. It's so good. It's you uh, trying to bamboozle me. This anime is not real. <laughs> it's this is all a trick. I'm with Ashton now. I'm being pumped. <laughs> um, there you go. There's the. <clears throat> I I'm clicking on this. I'm watching this. All right. Yeah, you can watch that opening a little. Um, and so then like the staff is still fighting over how should the anime go. And then like, excuse me, what is this? <laughs> it's so good. This, this was official. Yes, it was official. It aired on episode one eighty three. <laughs> um, so the staff is still fighting over how the anime should go, and you know how in like the old animes it would have that like a gombariwa or whatever. It's like it's like 
our sponsor yeah. today, you know, and everything. But in in that yeah. text, it says like the author has been revived. He is now a mech, and he's <laughs> fighting with the creator on how to make this show. And then, uh, and then it happens. Um, what happens is that uh, is that uh, like a new manga editor takes over, and it's like, all right, this is what the anime is going to look like. I'm also going to link this video. It's like, all right, this is what the anime is going to look like. And it looks like a fucking Fist of the North Star ripoff, including the theme song, I Am Shock. I, uh, I'm also not going to watch this other video. I'm going to stop watching the MS Paint video because I choose not to believe that's real. And now I'm going to watch this I Am Shock video because I feel like this is... Yeah, and then... Uh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, uh, and then everything ends up going back to normal after that, and you know, like, uh, 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 what? <laughs> why is Kinshiro here? What's going on? <laughs> why, why is there multiple Kinshiros? <laughs> because that's the new direction that the anime was gonna go in after the author I... died in the arc. <clears throat> oh man! And so yeah, that happens, and it's a pretty funny arc. I liked it a lot. Uh. I finished the first series, and then I watched both of the movies for Gintama. The first one is called Benny Zakura Hen, which... Uh, the most popular arc of the series, which is uh, from, like, episode... It's, it's in, like, the 60s. It's called Benny Zakura, and they just split it off into its own movie. Right. Uh, to, for the first uh, Gintama movie, just to, like, remake it. And it's okay. it looks good with a movie budget. I think that... If you're on the fence about Gintama, just watching that movie could, like, be a good a good introduction. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, it's pretty much just the same arc. It has like some new stuff on the like on like a uh, the beginning and end. It's kind of like meta talking about how they don't know why Warner Brothers is producing a Gintama movie and stuff like that. What if David Lynch directed Gintama? Huh. I, I don't I I don't know. Oh. Um that, that that's my question. <laughs> uh it's a pretty good movie. It's just nice seeing that arc with like a mo- like I said a movie budget. But. I don't think there's anything super special. The second Gintama movie is called Gintama the Last B uh, Yozura forever, like Yozura is like the business that they run, so it's technically like it's like the last thing in the Gintama timeline. Is this supposed to be like how they had that one Naruto movie that was like the last one and he's supposed to die in it, but then he doesn't die and it wasn't the last Naruto film? No, that was the first Naruto Shippuden film. The last colon Naruto the movie was written by Kishimoto and is like a sequel to the manga. Naruto lore is stupid. Yeah, it's real dumb. Um, so Gintama the Last, it's written by the original author, uh, and uh, and everything. And obviously, the series continued past that. Um, from what I understand, uh, like because this movie came out like later on, so like in a later episode, apparently, like in the season that starts off, uh, the main character sitting at a desk, like surrounded by press, and he's apologizing, like. Hello, I know the movie said it was the last Gintama movie, but fortunately the series is still going. I'm sorry. Yeah, and he's like apologizing to, uh, to everybody. Um, 
uh, that one is a really good movie. Like, it's really fantastic. It hits upon um, a lot of really good, like, character arcs and, like, some really interesting stuff. And it's just okay. a really, really fantastic movie. Like, it's kind of more cementing of how, like, of how much I really like this series. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it's fantastic. And, yeah, I started a bit of the second series now. Uh, it's really good. They make a joke right at the beginning that's like, well, see, now the Gintama anime is in 16 by 9 because the whole <laughs> original series was in 4 by 3. And there was, like, some joke uh, in it because... Uh, uh, in the original series where it's like a, uh, where it's like a, come on, man. Like we're the only anime still airing that's in four by three. <laughs> what are we doing? This anime's not real. Tom's not real. Oh uh, man, it's great. And it's just been getting better. Uh, yeah. And so like the second season starts off with, um, I think it's referred to as like the time skip arc. Because, like, one year passed between the first and second series. And so then they're, like, uh, <laughs> like, a bunch of weird shit's happening. Like, for some reason, the main character, Gintoki, looks like Yamcha. <laughs> and then he's talking about how it's like a, it's like a, oh, I have my, oh, I have my girlfriend stolen by some guy with a widow's peak. And, <laughs> and it's like, why are you stealing someone else's backstory? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's it's real good stuff though. Um, I'll just continue chipping away at that series. I'm th I'm th I'm thoroughly hooked at this point. I mean, it's not real, so I'm yeah. not gonna watch it. <laughs> it's not real. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's all yeah. prank. Yeah, it took me like five years to get through the first series because I started back when I started college and I got like a hundred episodes in, and I just stopped. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, kind of that's everything that I've been doing. Um, so yeah, I think that's an episode. I mean, did David Lynch direct? I feel like David Lynch has been directing this episode. Yeah, I feel like this uh, this episode definitely brought to you by David Lynch. I mean, it was yeah, it was conveniently the Halloween episode. Conveniently, yes, the Halloween episode where we talk about one Halloween thing. <laughs> I mean. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't the, know. I, the, the true Halloween was the friends you made along the way. Yeah, the true Halloween is it's right here. It's in your heart. It's in just in your cream corn. In your cream corn. In, yes. your, in your cream corn. Mm -hmm. that it's been on the, the convenience store shelf for 25 years. Yeah. Don't throw it up now. It's, that's wasteful. Yeah, don't throw up your cream corn. What what if what if David Lynch directed Cream Corn? What if he directed a Cream Corn ad, like he did for the PS2? He did those baby ads, didn't he? He did not do the baby ads. No. Oh. He, he did. Oh. He did PS2 ads, like European PS2 ads. Oh. Oh, I thought he did the baby ad. That would have made more sense. No, oh, the baby oh. ads, fucking weird. I want Sony to just to like lean into weird advertising again for the PS5. PS5 with extra Lynch. Yeah, just bring him back and direct your commercial. <clears throat> just give David Lynch more work that he doesn't want. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, did you, uh, I can't, I can't remember who did the interview, but they were asking him if he watched, you know, the finale of The Return on TV. He said, no, I was building a desk. Yeah. And he goes <laughs> on to explain the desk. Yeah, and he's so strong in a district. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Lynch is, a, Lynch is a majestic man. He's great. He, uh, I, Brent, we should ask Lynch to be on the podcast at some point. We're going to get David Lynch on the podcast. We are going to interview David Lynch. Yeah. It will be great. We'll call it The 4AM Boys The Return. <laughs> the the 4AM Boys The Return. <laughs> We're going to disappear for a couple years and we'll be back with David Lynch. Back then, you know, and that then our gun will be back in style. Yeah. <laughs> 4 a.m. boys! <laughs> this, I, like, I, I wanted to bring the Jack Frost joke back around, but I can't at this point, because David Lynch is taking over. <laughs> Why is this little snowman calling me a hoe? <laughs> Do you do? 